Why are you in business? Why are you a leader? Why do you do what you do? Why? Let's talk about it. Hey y'all, it's the Arcade 3 Show. I'm Robert Kennedy III, Arcade 3. That's me. This is episode 40. 40, shorty. Uh, This means we're getting older, right? We're over 40. Actually, that's hogwash. If If you're over 40, you probably don't appreciate being called old. Mm, don't worry, <laughs> I'm over 40, and I think I just insulted myself too. <laughs> it's okay. 40 is the new 30, right? It's the age when you're young enough to say what you want, but old enough not to care what people think about it. <laughs> it's prime time. It's that time when you have the experience and the credibility to speak freely. So 40 is great. Yes, I know I made a stretch there. But anyway, what's happening in your world? I want to know. Shoot me a voicemail by going over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Yes, I actually listened to them. Robert Kennedy, the number three forward slash Robert Kennedy, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail. Okay. Anyway, what you reading, Robert? Yep, it's been a minute and I know I haven't shared this in a while, but I wanted to share what I'm reading. You know I'm all about communication, leadership, influence, words, presentation. So right now, I'm reading Words That Change Minds, The 14 Patterns for Mastering the Language of Influence by Shelley Rose Charvette. Leadership is influence, and we need to motivate, inspire, and influence people in many parts of our lives. So it's good to be aware of how we speak and the patterns that can help us influence others. So learn how to use the right words with the right people and get through the communication wall. Check out this book by Shelley Rose Charvette. The link is in the show notes. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Today, I want to talk about comfort zones a bit. All of us have these areas in our lives that bring us comfort, right? And that can be great and It cannot be so great, or it can be not so great. (laughs) Comfort zones help us with a sense of acceptance and, and warmth. But staying in a comfort zone and never expanding out of it can cause you to remain stuck. And the best way to step out of your comfort zone is to, well, you know, step out of your comfort zone. (laughs) What I mean to say is that it's important to do something different on a regular basis so that you can activate a different part of your brain. I call it driving on new snow. Huh? Okay, let me tell you where I got that from. Every winter when it snows, depending on where you live, we look forward to snow falling and looking out at the snow and it's white and it's undisturbed and it's just amazing to look at. But then when you go outside and you drive in the snow, the snow, your car tires make these tracks or bicycles or whatever you have. <laughs> I'm going to say cars. Cars have the, the tires that make tracks in the snow. And after a while, especially if you're on the highway, driving in those tracks creates these grooves. The snow becomes packed in. It becomes hardened. 
And after a while, driving in those grooves, those hardened, packed down parts of the snow, it becomes harder to get out of that track. I don't know if you've ever felt or had that experience, but it becomes harder. The car actually begins to slip a little bit, trying to get out of those grooved areas. And in many cases, it's easier. It's actually better to drive on the new snow so that you don't slip on the hard packed icy part of the snow that was created by the new tracks. And that's how our comfort zones are. The more you stay there or reuse the same track, It becomes harder to move anywhere else. So I like to drive in new snow on a regular basis, right? I make a point of doing activities which I haven't tried before in order to stimulate new brain learning. One of the things I did recently was I signed up for an improv class. Although I've had bit parts in a few plays or church skits, I've never done improv. And I went because I wanted to try something new and because I'd heard it was a great way to improve your speaking skills. Wow, what an amazing experience. If you've never done this before, I want to recommend that everybody, especially if you're a speaker, I want to I want to recommend that you try an improv class. I learned so many things. If you've never done an improv class, it's like an acting class where there are no scripts, no lines, no predetermined outcomes. There are just inputs. There are things that happen and your job is to simply respond to them, whatever those things are, and keep it in flow and not think too much about it. I learned a whole lot, but I've drilled it down to five major ideas. And I want to share those five ideas today. So this episode, if you've not looked at the graphic, it's called Five Things I Learned in Improv Besides Storytelling. Number one, we've allowed fear to hide our greatness. The instructor kept driving home this idea that we already have the answer. We're built to respond quickly, but we've been so used to hesitating that we dull the muscle, which allows us to process our environment quickly. And then we we hesitate because we've been taught guilt and shame. If you think about it as children, we move, we create, we imagine, and we experience almost instinctually. If you look at kids playing playing together or even playing by themselves, there's not a lot of stopping and thinking and processing. They move and they speak and they create and they have these worlds that they live in that allow, that they move through fairly instinctually and smoothly. But as we've been given rules, as we've grown up a bit, as we've as we begin to adult, we've been taught that the rules are there to limit us rather than allow us to be more creative. We've been told We have less instead of realizing how to do more with what we already have. So simmering underneath our surface is bubbling greatness. But we've been taught to dampen it and and hide it because of fear and insecurity. We've been taught that our people's criticisms, the negative energy that sometimes surrounds us, the, the, the laughter or the fingers that may point at us because we've got an idea that is creative or an idea that is seen as different or unique by other people. When we receive those responses, we typically shy away or we typically step back. And more often, we don't even let those thoughts or those words come out of our mouths or our minds because we're scared 
of the response or how it will be received. And so we've allowed fear to hide our greatness. Number two, you're not wrong. You're just scared of being wrong. I want to say that one more time. You're not wrong. You're just scared of being wrong. We've, we often hold back before we've even tried. We can formulate ideas pretty quickly, but we cross most of them off our, off our list before they've even had a chance to exit our minds. James Altucher, I've, I've mentioned him before in the show, and he writes regularly about the exercise of writing down 10 ideas daily as a way of keeping your brain flexible and innovative. James Altucher is the author of a book called Choose Yourself. And writing these ideas down, we release the concepts of wrong or right. They were just writing them down. They're just ideas. However, when we allow them to breathe, the life of the idea then determines its impact. Unfortunately, most ideas never see the light of day because we've become scared of being wrong. But you're not wrong. You're just scared of being wrong. You don't even know if you're wrong because we haven't allowed the idea to breathe. We haven't allowed the idea to, to manifest. We haven't allowed the idea to, to flower. So think about that as you have ideas, as you come across things in your mind or in your space that may be a little bit different than how you're used to doing or may seem just a little bit off. Number three, we judge because it distracts us from our fear of being judged. <laughs> Have you ever seen that person who is loudly making a point about somebody else's behavior while you stand there thinking, wait a minute, didn't you just do the same thing recently? <laughs> and we do that because it's a distraction technique. We play the video in our minds of us being judged. And then the instinct, the instinct becomes to do something which protects us from that video becoming real. So we strike first. We judge because we think it protects us or hides our own flaws at the very least. Ironically, we know it's not true because we feel the negative energy every time we judge someone. You feel it. Your, your body tells you. The little voice in your head tells you. Your, your, your nerve endings, your skin, it tells you. You feel it. The tension tells you. Be honest with yourself. The judgment pin pokes you and you look around and you wonder whether anybody else has discovered your secret. Right? Had that, has that ever happened to you? You just you speak and you say something and you know it's judgmental. But then you look around because you're wondering if anybody's pointing the finger at you saying, ooh, you did the same thing. So we judge because it distracts us from our own fear of being judged. Release it. Release it. Release it. Number four. Your gut instincts, your subconscious are powerful. We process information about our environment before it becomes a recognizable thought. You step into a room, you walk into a place and information is being passed through your eyeballs to your brain before you even process the information. We process every stimulus and we create a method of dealing with it even before we recognize it in the front layer of our conscious. So sometimes you do something or say something and you wonder how you knew to respond in that way. And the answer lies in your subconscious, which processes information even while you sleep. 
The problem is we bombard ourselves with information all day long and much of the information is not helpful. And so we lose trust in our ability to choose the ideas which will work best. We have so many things floating around in our brains and we are not often intentional or we're not intentional enough about the ideas that we process. If we could allow ourselves the freedom, if we would allow ourselves to respond freely, if we would allow ourselves, if we would trust ourselves more often than not, we would see ourselves making the best response. And even in the cases where we don't make the best response and and there's failure involved, we know that we have the ability to make the right response and not judge ourselves or not don't identify ourselves or don't place a label on ourselves because of the times where we made a choice or a response that did not work effectively. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. So number four, again, your gut instincts and your subconscious are powerful. Number five, your job is not to fight the world. Your job is to listen, then respond with your heart. Hmm. We spend so much of our time in conflict and we try to defend ourselves and beat our fears before they ever become real. And we spend so many conversations figuring out what we need to say next instead of simply listening and then trusting ourselves to respond appropriately. Our job is to listen and know that our answer will not be perfect, but it will be the response that is needed. Each of the five ideas listed here, and I know I jumped through them, each of them has some interplay and some variation on the other, but they all may boil down to stop being afraid and go for it. And it sounds simple to say it, but the more we decide to step out of our comfort zone, the more our brains are put in a position of trust. When we open up to new experiences, new ideas, new moments, we learn and learning places us in a position of creativity. We begin to create fresh tracks like driving on new snow. That's all for today, people. You know what to do. Email me. Send me a message at podcast at robertkennedy3.com. That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. I really want to hear your thoughts about today's episode or any questions that you may have. Please shoot them to me or leave a voicemail at robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Also, Don't forget to support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show, patreon.com forward slash the RK3 show. And visit me over in the Speak Right Now community on Facebook, FB. You can even hang out with me on Instagram. I'm Robert Kennedy 3 there. Holla at your boy. Guess what, everybody? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and you've been listening to the RK3 